As long as they don't make the next iteration of Dong Fang, I think <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> We it's we a make a bottle. we make a dong thing with an electromagnetic field. It can travel underwater and to the air. It disrupts the very fabric of reality. <laughs> it, it still just splits apricots. Son of a <laughs> son of a poop bear. <laughs> did you just make a? Uh, I did a, a, a uh, an inappropriate reference to our high leader. I made an appropriate reference. <laughs> an appropriate reference. <laughs> when things are wrong, I'll be by your side. Stop it. Stop it. <sighs> Welcome to the Naked Apple. Welcome. And all of its peeled off glory. I, after the conversation we had earlier, I almost said, Welcome, you beautiful bastards. <laughs> I was like, Wait, that's, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, you said it. So, <laughs> either way, either way, I said it, and it's good. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, we, got, uh, we got some stuff for you. Ironically, most of the news revolving around uh, presidential stuff is overseas. We don't have any of it in our... <laughs> well, of course. Why, why would our actual news channels report on anything local? <laughs> why, why would they actually tell us what's going on? Yeah. Doesn't make it. That's what that's what other news channels that's are what for. Other, you can go to them and find out all about Biden losing his mind for six, and, oh, seven seconds. Man, did he lose his mind? <laughs> that was. And uh, you can go see Kamala Harris being called president by the president of Mexico. Wait, really? Yeah, I didn't see that. One. <laughs> you didn't see that one. Yeah, I that's did not, not see. Ah, that Why was, you got blindside? That was stuff a, like that. That was a thing. Sheesh. It's okay, though, because Biden's talking to Pooty Poo uh, tomorrow, I think. <laughs> hey, so, hey, man, you better be careful. He's a killer. He'll uh, according <laughs> to Biden, that's not really an issue. So he's ready. He's going to rock him and sock him until it's time for Matlock. <laughs> rock him and sock him. <laughs> Just like he did Corn Pop. <laughs> This is going to end badly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's no in between here. <laughs> between Pooty Poo and uh, uh, Chinese nuke missile, whatever that's called. Dong Fang. The Dong Fang. Dong Fang. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Sitting right between both of them. It's nice. <laughs> between a dong and a hard place. Uh, uh, between. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, so uh, with that, let's go to the Babylon Bee. Let's go to the Babylon Bee. Get B. our daily dose of vitamin B.
one of these days I'm going to replace with, with scotch. <coughs> anyway, welcome. Or, or add scotch. Or add scotch. <laughs> it's an Irish Dr. Pepper. Mm. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Babylon Bee. To the vitamin B. Your daily dose of vitamin B. One of those things. One of those things. <laughs> I swear I didn't add the scotch yet. <laughs> You're going to or you did? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm fine. I swear there's no blood in my alcohol level. There's no blood in my alcohol system. I'm Ossifer. not as drunk as you think I am, Ossifer. <laughs> they never knew I showed up to work drunk until I showed up sober. <laughs> uh, so let's start it out. We got uh, some news. Uh, first off, from Texas, Texas governor signs executive order donating city of Austin to California. It's about oh, time. That, that is a good trade. California could use it after losing oh. two Senate, two House seats. Austin for nothing. That is a great, <laughs> great trade. It. It's yours. <laughs> it's already crappy. It, it belongs with you. <laughs> <laughs> You misplaced this. You misplaced this. One. <laughs> it's not donating, it's returning <laughs> the city of Austin to California. Put fragile tape all over it so it makes there nice and safely. <laughs> uh, for Pride Month this month, as many corporations are coloring themselves boldly. <laughs> Taco Bell has decided to continue giving explosive diarrhea to all genders and orientations. See, this, this is why I love Taco Bell. They don't care. They know their bathrooms will be destroyed. Because all genders deserve explosive diarrhea. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know the risk when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in your... Uh, Global news, there was a disaster at G7 as Biden tackled Boris Johnson, mistaking him for Trump. <laughs> Just And for some reason yelling corn pop as he did it. <laughs> He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. <laughs> then he hopped in the swimming pool and let kids play with the hair on his legs. Uh, and speaking of kids, Woke Public School hangs up inspirational You Can't Do It poster for black students. Good. Good. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for reading that out loud. You <laughs> <laughs> need to start including the links to Babylon B before we get banned. It's okay. They, they won their lawsuit against New York Times. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and uh, we also got an op-ed. Uh, we need to make playground equipment more dangerous. I, wait, I thought this was a joke. Where did this go? I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> right? Uh, and in uh, more political news here, uh, Kamala Harris took to Twitter. To a Twitter? Good Lord. I'm on one today. Rival to Twitter? <laughs> it is. It is the rival. Uh, Kamala Harris took to Twitter today, suggesting Biden has dirt on the Clintons. <laughs> I don't see where that's going. I don't know why he would throw them under the bus. I don't know. <clears throat> Makes no sense. <laughs> uh, speaking of Biden, I have a couple of stories on him. First, in honor of Pride Month, Biden announces he will also sniff men's hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't care. He, he just, just wants to know what shampoo he uses. He just wants to know what shampoo he uses. It's the fruity kind. He likes <laughs> the apples. He likes the, it's the, the apple scent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of my pudding. Uh, also, Biden announces Putin meeting was a success. Hunter now has a job with a Russian pipeline. Oh, oh, good. I was worried about him, and uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a rough ride for him the last couple of months since his dad became president again <laughs> for the first time again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lost his connections there for four he, years. He did. He did. <laughs> Uh, more G7 news. Tensions rise as G7 attendees accidentally refer to Justin Trudeau using masculine pronouns. It is a travesty to confuse those. Very things. much so. Especially confusing Justin Trudeau for anything manly. <laughs> Didn't he show up in blackface at the G7? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's a black mask. That was a black mask. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, some actual good news. <gasps> New York Times forced to admit Babylon B, not <laughs> fake news, since stories keep coming true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny because it's almost true. <laughs> Speaking of things that are almost true, Kim Jong-un attends Ivy League University to learn new brainwashing techniques. Oh. And this has been Your Vitamin B. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. It's good to continue your education. Really. Yes, it is. Really. It is. Now, <clears throat> this isn't in our thing. Especially at his weight. I mean age. Yes, yes, yes. Even little, even little rocket mans can learn something new. <laughs> He's still on the Dong Feng Seventeen. <laughs> He's trying to catch up. To He's trying to catch up. Still, still trying to catch Why up. Why still exploding air? <laughs> if I, this isn't in our in our stuff. But if I told you that Hunter Biden is selling art. Do you think that is a Babylon B article or a real article? And the art is selling for half a billion dollars. Half a million dollars. <laughs> How much cocaine does he have hidden in it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I totally believe you. I just, I can't imagine that that's a real thing that doesn't involve some kind of drug running. There we go. Here we go. Just because art experts are floored by Hunter Biden's paintings. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, I'll have to register to keep reading from the independent. Whatever. Do they, uh, oh, I mean, you could just put it in, um, is it because you've, you've read too many things today? I haven't touched the independent at all today. Oh, yeah, uh, that sucks. I was going to say, you could put it in incognito mode and it you resets go. your... Number of reads for the day. It's art net. Anyway, look look at how he paints. Is it? He's coloring with the. He's coloring with the paintbrush. Coloring with the paintbrush. <laughs> I wonder if that one's a color by numbers. Fox Business. Fox Business. There you go. They don't care. Five 
hundred grand. Yeah. Five hundred grand. Does it show any of the actual paintings? No. No. Why would they display his art? Man. Man. Come on, man. Now this this has absolutely nothing Wait, to do I gotta, with I gotta know. I gotta find I gotta find a picture or something. This has no, absolutely nothing to do with uh getting access to his dad. It looks like he painted a five-year-old's Lego set. Oh, look at look at this gem. Here we go. Look at that. Look at it. Wait a minute. Is that the family search logo? Hold on. Is it? What are you doing? Oh, it's not the family search logo. It just looks kind of like it. I don't care about you new york times anyway hmm. it, he's he has zero artistic skill oh my gosh i have to send you a picture is it funny it's from it's from the new york post and i discovered why he's good at art <laughs> this one <laughs> yes that one you found it you found it! It makes sense now! Ah, he's using the wrong orifice. <laughs> he's using the wrong orifice. <laughs> For those of you on podcast, this is a picture of Hunter Biden, Biden painting, and he's blowing through a pipe or inhaling through a pipe. I don't know. He's either sniffing the he's paint or... He's using a straw he's... to transmit air, either to or from his mouth, to change the paint. <laughs> to change the paint. <laughs> It makes perfect it's, sense. Look at all these spots. $500,000 for spots. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> so now... Remember, Hunter, Hunter Biden has been this... I'll, I'll give him ish credit for this. It kind of looks flowery. Whether or not that's what he intended to do. Okay. That might be a flower from an acid trip. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the carpet looked like that he got the Parmesan cheese out of. Through a microscope. (laughs) (laughs) Like what it looked like through a microscope. Not that he got Parmesan cheese through a microscope. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Parmesan cheese, that looks like it has some for texturing. Yes. So let's say, for example, why did, why is this? Banana cost a million dollars. Let's say you needed to get money to someone, but you didn't want to just give them money because that would look suspicious. So you hire someone to make some art. You pay that person. Art is subjective, so. Yeah, you, you pay that person $50,000, $100,000 to make a piece of art. You then turn around, and for whatever godforsaken reason, those spots are now worth $500,000 or a million dollars or more and you sell it to your buddy who happens to be in contact with someone of power and authority. Yeah. You're not buying access. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. Not at all. (laughs) Stupid. Dude, seriously though, I don't get it. It's because his father... You got to coerce me to get me to buy something I actually think looks good for like art and stuff like that. Yeah. Let alone something that is just. 
Yeah, I, it literally looks like he. <laughs> Where you're going? I think I know. It's, he just hung something behind the toilet and shotgunned the restroom. That's what that looks like. There's some Taco Bell in there. I can he went to see Taco it. Taco Bell. Yeah. Open late for all your munchy needs. <laughs> for all your munchy needs. <laughs> Anyways, in real actual news, besides money laundering uh, and buying access to political figures, um, the CDC uh, decided they need to have an emergency meeting because uh, there's a little bit of concern about healthy young kids getting... Uh, Getting uh, seriously ill Va- from vaccinated. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now claims that healthy young children can die from COVID nineteen. Oh, Marty Macri wants to see the evidence. Valid. In reviewing the medical literature and news reports, and in take talking to pediatricians across the country, I am not aware of a single healthy child in the U.S. who has died of COVID nineteen to date. Healthy child is the qualifier there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, what I took umbrage with this in the first two paragraphs was the CDC changed its things all willy-nilly all over the place, and we've pointed them out. Multiple times. Zero studies backing why they made the change. Mm-hmm. Now the doctors are like, oh, hold, 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 hold on, you're making this change, and you don't have any evidence to support it. You're concerned now, not any of the other times before now? <clears throat> um, archive versions of the CDC webpage compared to COVID-19 and seasonal f- influenza show that it revised the differences in the section people at high risk for severe illness sometime between May 31st and June 28th. I'm guessing that is an archive leak. Yep. June 8th. Oh, temporary offline. That's nice. Internet archive is offline. <laughs> The risk of complications for healthy children is higher for flu compared to COVID-19, the earlier version says. However, infants and children with underlying medical conditions are not at increased risk for both flu and COVID-19. Yes, because you can go are at ri- are at are at risk. increased risk for both flu and COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The new version flips the emphasis as well as adding new claim. Overall, COVID-19 seems to cause more serious illness in some people. It begins for young children, especially children younger than five years old. The risk of serious complications is higher for flu compared with COVID-19. It's only because, so the data that they're not citing is their own data that says exactly that. Hmm. <laughs> However, serious COVID-19 illness resulting in hospitalization death can occur even in healthy young children. Yes. Healthy people can randomly get seriously sick because there's something unhealthy about them that nobody knows about or is not really unhealthy until it meets something that is they're basically allergic to, if you will. Can you be allergic to a virus? Your body reacting to it, an allergic reaction, technically? Technically. Um, basically. 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 Yeah. 
natural immune. Oh, oh. Macquarie's article in MedPage Today, a clinical news publisher, where he serves as editor-in-chief, pushes back on calls to vaccinate kids ages 0 to 12 without comorbidities. He also recommends parents avoid vaccinating children who have recovered from COVID-19 infections, continuing his argument that natural immunity is just as good, if not better, than vaccine immunity. Yeah, you can't be saying that. Except, except something that we have that. As maybe I can. Uh, um, yeah. There's a. They're worried about vaccine hesitancy, and all this stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I don't remember if this article actually covers it, but the CDC had a emergency meeting because, well, these younger kids are having heart problems in the tune of thousands of cases of kids having heart problems that get the vaccine. Hmm. Oh. Hey, we need to meet about that, you think? (laughs) In other news, turns out uh, there actually is a bat lab. Bat lab! So, uh, Sky News Australia, the place that gets it, uh, had this exclusive uh, footage that they they got. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is the lab under investigation by international intelligence agencies examining but whether an who. accidental leak may have started the global pandemic. I'm not sure the WHO actually Tonight, knows that Australia is a country. we have new information that will be of great it's interest to the probe announced by U.S. President <laughs> Joe Biden. Same difference? We can show you footage <laughs> from inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology and interviews with the very scientists at the heart of one of the greatest cover-ups the world has ever seen. This might be a little damning. How did the COVID-19 global pandemic start? Did the virus derived from bats end up in the Wuhan lab causing an inadvertent leak, or was there an infected worker? Evidence from this footage will shed just, more light on some of these questions. The go. Wuhan Institute yep. of Virology was built by the Chinese and French governments ah! in a deal designed Frickin to promote French. international scientific research. Yeah, blame the French. As you can see, French and Chinese leaders attend laboratory. Good it's for them. Good for them. This is oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back that up. Hold on. This is not a mundane detail here, Michael. Where'd it go? The. There's no life support systems for personnel. Back that up a little bit further. I want to see what he was talking about before this because he's listing a bunch of stuff that is supposed to be common standard safety measures. It's supposed to be a level class four safety thing or something like that. For virology labs, and they have none of it. Nope, not that one. Experience in the area of biosafety, yet they were dealing with some of the world's most dangerous pathogens. 
Back in 2004, when we began work on this lab, uh, there was no prior experience in using and managing auto <laughs> sterilizers or life support systems for personnel. So they have no sterilizers, no life support. And, and what made me stop it was that guy. Hold on. I want, I want to... So class four lab, you got to have some stuff that's filtering out the air. So you're breathing clean air. He's wearing a... This guy just has some gloves on, and he's just got one of them blue surgical masks. While he's wheeling out... Hazardous material. Biohazard material. <laughs> uh, no, it did not leak from here. We, we follow all rule. Did you? <laughs> no prior experience... Yet they were genetically manipulating bat corona since the outbreak of So that, that looks correct. And its laboratories. It looks ridiculous, but this it looks correct. Newly unearthed She's just talking about the, the researching dangerous how pathogens. Many bat samples Shizeng Li's team had collected. For a decade, research team has collected more than 15,000 bat samples in China. There's a bat hanging off his hat! <laughs> and many countries of Africa searching for the origins of SARS as well as isolating and characterizing many new viruses. 15,000 bat samples. The Wuhan Institute of Virology's virus databases were all wiped from the internet starting on September 12, 2019. Huh. Shi Li claimed they had been the subject of hacking attempts. That's... But they... That's... A well, this is not a mundane detail, Michael! <laughs> Coincidentally, that's about the same time that those human lung rats were done. I love Chinese people too, but come on. <laughs> I mean... I'm no, seriously, though. I'm no international investigator, but <laughs> seriously, though, what the hell? They've never been re-uploaded or made available to any investigating agencies. Yeah, it's gone. Worse, we don't know what happened. It's gone. Organization experts investigating the origin of the pandemic didn't even ask for access to the virus database as or the lab. Yeah, they they <laughs> said it's they said it's good. They wiped their servers. Yeah, they said it's fine. You working for Hillary or? Confirms <laughs> here. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I asked um, the question in front of the whole team, both sides, while we're at the Institute, Wuhan Institute of Virology, about the um, so-called missing database. Um, what we were told by Shi Li was that it had been, there'd been hacking attempts on it, about 3,000 hacking attempts, and they took down this Excel spreadsheet database. database. Um, absolutely reasonable. Um, it's absolutely reasonable. They didn't even have backups. The data. <laughs> it is shocking. The World Health Organization... What legitimate scientist does not have copies of their research just in case their main research is... White. Okay, <laughs> I work with an Excel database. Uh huh. It is the simplest thing in the world to make a backup and print or or share a. But what if the, what if the server it's on is wiped? Then how do you make but, a backup if the server is wiped? 
See, you don't you, think these you, things through. Ghost the drive? I, like, seriously, <laughs> there's hundreds of ways to recover lost data. <laughs> it looks like there is an error. Would you like to recover and, this file? And, oh, thank you. And the yes. majority of servers, if they're set up right, they're piggybacked with hard drives. So you actually have a secondary hard drive that is a mirror image of the first hard drive. So if one hard drive is cracked and broken, the other hard drive can be reset to recover all your lost data. Now that's just redundant. That's literally what that is. <laughs> yes. You're, you're... Station didn't even ask for access to this database. I that. Which <laughs> Middle of the forehead. May have had over 15,000 bat samples. This amazing video I'm bringing you tonight. But what about has the penguins? By a team of underground detectives who relentlessly investigate the origins of COVID-19. They call themselves Drastic. Their contribution Jurassic? to the origins question Drastic. has been oh. arguably greater the than that made by intelligence agencies or government officials. <laughs> Drastic. Who very sadly, <laughs> until only recently, like the DS emulator, this crucial issue of how the virus started as a cold case. Huh. Or perhaps oh. they just accepted the line that it was a naturally occurring virus, even though COVID-19 has claimed 3.7 million lives and counting. Uh -huh. She's so dramatic. One of Drastic's members, Jesse, a digital archivist, made this video discovery along with the group's coordinator, who goes by a pseudonym of Billy Bostickson for safety reasons. Billy Bostickson. <laughs> Billy's written a research paper. You're a hero, Billy. <laughs> You're a hero, Billy. This question has been hotly contested from the Peter Dajic, who I just showed you didn't ask for the virus database when he visited Wuhan has also denied there were bats kept at the Wuhan lab. In a December 2020 tweet, he said, no bats tweet? were sent to Wuhan lab for genetic analysis. Uh, okay, pause it here, because this is fantastic. Yeah, Peter Daszak. <laughs> Peter Daszak, no bats were sent to Wuhan lab <laughs> for genetic analysis of viruses collected in the field. That's not how this science works. We collect the bat samples, send them to the lab. We release bats where we catch them. Uh -huh. I love his his capitalizing here. Yeah. Like, capitalize bats for no he was, reason. He was so confident in this, he deleted it. Capitalize release for no reason. He deleted it after <laughs> everyone his, was like, hey, his, wait a minute. His quotation marks are all off. Like, what are you? What are you? Whatever they paid this man, it was way too much. It's way too much. Based off that tweet works. alone. We collect bat samples, send them to the lab. We release bats where we catch them. Does this count as Tweedledee or, or Tweedledum? Tweet, he yes. He repeated the claim again. He said, this is a widely circulated conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. Oh! This describes work oh! I'm lead on and labs I've collaborated with for 15 years. They do not have live or dead bats. At least he oh, capitalized no words correctly here. Yes. This happened. It's an Do not. There's, I hope will be corrected. There is no well, evidence. Tonight, except for... Footage from inside the Wuhan... In what evidence do you have except for the evidence that you have? <laughs> Your Honor, I object. And why is that, Mr. Reed? Because it's devastating to my case. Overruled. Good call! Ah, that's why he deleted those tweets. Overruled. Indicates his statements 
are wrong. No. It is are not wrong. No. I like the way she said it. Are wrong. At the lab. It is a fact. Wrong. And as you can see, hey, look. This bats. video shows bats in a cage at the Wuhan Institute. More bats. Institute. You can also see bats. there a researcher bats. feeding a bat. It's a bat. With a worm. Grab worm. And in this eat image, bat. we can see researchers out capturing bats. I'm pretty sure the bat was bat supposed to eat the worm. Hangs off no, the, the grub was trying to eat the bat. Oh, is that what it is? In another image, <laughs> just literally there are a mouse cages. In dude's head. Hundreds of them. We know that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was using humanized on this? for experiments to see which coronavirus <laughs> people for the eating of tasty humans. animals yes in some experiments okay. they used the humanized mice to make i don't think these are the kind of animals that, that you want to eat infect humans it's a bad it's a bad uh, combination <laughs> there these experiments uh, called gain of function aim to make viruses all right you get the idea yeah you get the idea <laughs> that's enough of that they lied oh that was a great screen grab right there. To try and predict what, which you, you, you did you not figure out how to close it? There you ah! go. There you go. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. All right, continuing on with the COVID madness. Yeah, seriously, though. So, <laughs> dude. Just the dude. the server we we were they tried to hack us thousands of times and the server was wiped in, in September. Is is that when you finished the the rat mouse thing with the human lungs to test coronavirus on? So where are the backups? <laughs> Where's the mirror drive? You know, the saying where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's fire. There's most likely fire. And when they've lied about the fire being where the fire is, there's probably arson <laughs> involved. <laughs> what do you... There's just a side article on New York Post about a husband and a woman who gave birth to 10 babies. I see that. That is, that is not a pregnancy. That's not a child. That's a litter. That is a medicine ball. This is a medicine ball. <laughs> that's what that that's, is. Gentlemen, <laughs> I wash my hands of this weirdness. <laughs> and you all get to see it anyway, because here it is. <laughs> Maybe if this would work the way I want it to work. There. <clears throat> There it is on the side. That's what we're looking at. Right there on the side. Yeah, forget the headline. This Little medicine ball. This. Yeah, that's that's the important <laughs> thing. Not the big ship. Uh, not the ship. The, not the, the full of this. the COVID ah, and stuff. That. It's it's the the couple that gave birth to ten to a litter. It's the She's article either. there corrected it. Gave birth to litter. Litter of children. Of children. <laughs> And somewhere inside that medicine ball is 10 kids. And the best part is it makes a surprising public request. Was it for aid or for... <laughs> for help? <laughs> for help. <laughs> for a nanny or, or for need, somebody to adopt a handful of children? We need little tiny clothings. <laughs> little tiny clothings. <laughs> anyway, Royal Caribbean... Embarked on uh, it was one of the first ships, cruise ships, to finally set sail after they were shut down for over a year. Everyone on the ship had to be vaccinated. Naturally, two people on a fully vaccinated Royal Caribbean cruise ship tested positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> 
I laugh not because people are sick. I laugh because these idiots think that they can keep everyone safe from everything. (laughs) (sighs) The world is not a safe place, my friends. I'm sorry. All passengers and crews have to show proof that they've, they're fully vaccinated, reports said. All guests on Celebrity Millennium were required to show proof of vaccination as well as a negative COVID-19 test within 72 hours before sailing from St. Martin, Martin this past Martin. Saturday. Martin. This situation demonstrates that our rigorous health and safety protocols work to protect our crew, guests, and the communities we visit. How? People that are not supposed to get it got it. On a sterile environment. <laughs> and it was only 30% full. <laughs> they weren't even, right. they because weren't even they rubbing made elbows. Stops at Aruba Barberos. <laughs> <laughs> Way down to COVID. Oh. <laughs> Oh, there's a throwback the, for you. The last stop is in Wuhan. That's weird. That's <laughs> just, they weren't even rubbing elbows with, the passengers weren't even, they barely even saw each other, other passengers, and they still. <laughs> hmm. They had isolation cabins too, just in case, for crying out loud, 30% capacity, and they still. Everyone's vaccinated. This is going to be a great party. Oh, everyone's getting sick. (laughs) Well, I mean, they were going to other places where there's other people that possibly haven't been vaccinated. But they have been vaccinated. We're told once everyone's vaccinated, it's going to be safe. Yeah, about that. (laughs) About that. Um, Relating to the first story and what we just talked about, too. Uh, scientists from the Cleveland Clinic USA have recently evaluated the effectiveness of coronavirus disease uh, vaccination among individuals with, with or without a history of severe acute respiratory syndrome, SARS-CoV-2 infection. All right. So is the vaccine good? Is the vaccine not so good? Is natural immunity a thing? Is it not? Uh, the TLDR of the research, if you've had it, you are just as protected, if not more protected, than getting the vaccine, and the vaccine will do nothing to add to that protection. Yeah. And it's not a small study either. They studied uh, 52,000 employees, employees huh. is where they did their study. And it was across all, it looks like uh, Pfizer, Moderna, all the vaccines. Johnson Johnson looks like they missed the boat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No significant difference in COVID-19 incidents was observed between previously infected and currently unvaccinated participants. Hmm. Previously infected and currently vaccinated participants and previously uninfected and currently vaccinated participants. Uh, No difference. Huh. But hey, go ahead, get that shot in your arm and uh, hope you don't get some heart thing yeah 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 finally uh what was his what is his name uh youtube blocked uh what's his face from uploading videos because he talked about hydroxychloroquine working uh crowder 
No, well, uh, probably, well. but uh, it was a congressman. Oh, um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Uh, a new study published by MedRxiv shows hydroxychloroquine combined with zinc increased the survival rate of severely ill Wuhan coronavirus patients by 200%. Oh. So all those people we were freaking out about on respirators when Donald Trump was saying, hey, maybe we could use this drug that's been proven for the last umpteen decades to be the most safe and mass-produced drug we have... Maybe we can use that to help people because it seems to do something according to doctors in the field that are actually treating the patients. <clears throat> oh, no, we can't trust them because Facebook deleted their videos because they were talking about taking hydroxychloroquine and, and uh, zinc, and that's bad because that's not approved. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson, thank you. Sorry. Was- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now imagine 65% of physicians across the United States said they would prescribe the anti-malaria drugs chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine to treat or prevent COVID-19 in a family member survey, uh, which questioned 1,200 doctors in 50 states found. Only 11% said they would not use the drug at all. So most doctors said they'd use it at least for a family member, which means they'd be more than willing to give it to someone who is not a family member. <laughs> you would think that's yeah. what that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they note that uh, the effectiveness of this has been known since April of 2020. Yeah, because uh, Fauci got an email that said, hey, we should check into this because right here, doctors around the country were prescribing it with positive results. And Fauci uh, said... Too long, can't read. Someone else read this for me. Meanwhile, Trump gets lambasted because he dare thinks of an alternative way for people to get better because people that were on ventilators were dying at a rate of 70 to 90 percent, depending on which state you look at. New York. <laughs> and uh, I believe the CDC director guy was pretty upset when that news broke because he said we had like 70 million doses of this in reserve. We could have been giving it out to people. How, where, where, where would the U.S. death toll be if a 200% increase in survivability happened with people that were on ventilators and such? Hmm. 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 But Trump didn't respond soon enough. Huh. <sighs> so, Daily Caller has this Nice thing. Eight times, eight anti-Trump narratives the media finally had to admit were false all along. Uh, we talked about this one last week. Trump ordered protesters to be tear gassed for a photo op. Mm, nope. Nope. That's not what it was. It was actually the local PD. Actually, the local PD. That. And here's... And remain silent about it. And here's... You know, it's, it's nice that his initials are J.A. <laughs> Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta, you jack person. Just an unbelievable use of military That's not police. a person. That's a donkey. <laughs> jack donkey. Jack donkey. <clears throat> uh, this, this was his tweet. Donkey. Way back when. Uh, just an unbelievable use of military and police force to clear out Lafayette Park of protesters for a photo op at St. John's Episcopal Church. 
Uh, nope. Sorry. Joe Biden even jumped in on that. Sorry. Sorry. No. False. Uh, the lab leak theory was a conspiracy. Mm, nope. Nope. We just covered that with more info than this place had at the time because that broke yesterday. The bats. <laughs> Trump ignored Russian bounties on soldiers. We covered that. And we covered that there was no valid thing behind it and sure enough uh trump said to uh that he never discussed it with putin because there was nothing to talk about because there was no credit no credibility uh yeah no credible or corroborated report (laughs) the new york times later released a report noting a lack of evidence Hmm. trump told georgia officials to find the fraud we covered that We read yeah. the transcript and found nothing. This is the funny part. So right here, the Washington Post was forced to issue a lengthy correction in March. And their correction stated, two months after publication of this story, the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's top elections investigator. We personally uh-huh <laughs> went through the audio recording of that phone call the week after <laughs> not two months the week the after. week after uh-huh <laughs> and the post misquoted the comments on the call terribly yeah the recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Yeah, maybe you should verify your freaking sources. Kind of like we do. <laughs> Trump did not tell the investi- did not tell the, they can't even, Daily Caller, come on, did not tell the investigators to find the fraud or say that she would be a national hero if she did so. Yeah, yeah, we pointed that out. Uh, Trump said white supremacists were fine people. We covered that because that's the moment this whole stupid thing was the moment where i decided i need to support donald trump because if he's wrong on something i'm not seeing it i'm seeing all the lies everywhere else Mm -hmm. and sure enough you play five ten seconds before and after the infamous uh video you'll find that he's talking Excuse me. Excuse me. They didn't put themselves down. Excuse me. (laughs) Don't you miss him? (laughs) He's not talking about the neo-Nazis and white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Uh, Trump referred to illegal immigrants as animals. Yeah, no. We didn't cover this one. (laughs) I don't believe. Oh. Um, I don't think we did. If we did, we didn't really... If we did, we basically said what this is. These aren't people, these are animals. Talking about MS-13, if I remember the story. Yep, MS-13. Yes, yes. He wasn't talking about the immigrants. He was talking about other gangs and other people that don't care about humanity. Yeah. And are deported for committing violent crimes. Yeah, so it it's generally accepted that if you don't care about humanity. You yourself do not have humanity in you, which means that you are an animal. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Trump flat out lied when he said his campaign was wiretapped. Except 
It was wiretapped. <laughs> it was. Paul Manafort was wiretapped under a secret court order both before and after the election, <laughs> including his office in Trump Tower. I bet you this is why they're so TO'd that they found out that the Department of Justice was uh, uh, looking into a couple of Democrat congressmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, look what Trump did. Look what Trump did. Um, what what did the congressman do that would warrant such a search? Anyway, uh, Trump removed MLK Jr. bus just hours into Trump's presidency. Time White House correspondent Zeke Miller reported Trump removed the bus of Martin Luther King Jr. out of the Oval Office. Turns out the bus was obscured by a door and an agent. Miller subsequently issued numerous apologies for the error. Look, look, it's not there. It's, it's right there. I, did I say it's not there? <laughs> He's a racist. There is no statue of the Trump. I mean, the Martin Luther King. <laughs> Something like that. Trump has no statue. <laughs> what? I'm wrong. Damn it all. I thought I was onto something. I thought I was onto on something. <laughs> I was this close. Ah. Well, I made the news for five seconds. <laughs> um, moving on, a story that's of interest to Mike. <gasps> yeah, we can skip this. We can skip this one? Yeah, but, but I mean, the nobody Navy cares is, about UFOs. It's true. The Navy uh, says that they're the aliens. <laughs> Basically. 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 All those uh, UFO uh, videos, the Navy's like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> that's not exactly what they said. They just released that they have uh, control of several patents, which have been dubbed the UFO patents. Uh-huh. But, but they claim that none of the patents are actually feasible yet. So, so let, let me get this straight. UFO videos come out, released by military, not mm-hmm. someone's crappy phone camera. People are wondering that actually notice it. Is, uh, is this you guys or is this not you guys? Well, we don't know what it is, so it's not you guys. Well, we don't know what it is, so it's aliens. No, it's not aliens. So it's you guys? Ah, we don't know. So it's the Chinese. <laughs> so it's the Chinese? No, it's not Chinese. Is it Russian? No, it's not Russian. So it's you guys. So it's you guys. No, it's aliens. No. India? (laughs) India? (laughs) Wakanda. (laughs) Magical dream world. Yeah. It's it's Wakanda. And so now there's this. The Navy says, uh, yeah, we we have the patents to all the technology that happens to be in those UFO videos. Oh, so it is you. No. Yeah, pretty much. No, but so, but you said is, you have the patents. Yes, we have the patents for the technology. So you have it. No. So, but wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, so what what is it that the patents do? Oh, it's a it's a technology that can change the fabric of reality. So it's a, it's, oh. it's it's a UFO? No. <laughs> it, it would just make it so craft can go underwater and in the air in an instant and go super fast and not lose any momentum and not lose any momentum oh like the videos you've been watching yeah so you have the technology no but you have the patents yes i just had an aneurysm 
<laughs> this article is actually really cool though because it, it goes into into some pretty decent depth about the the technology um, that they're discussing here and and it's it's a pretty interesting read if you're into the science stuff talking about quantum vacuums and and stuff like that basically really fancy ways of saying it's an object that can move without physics affecting it the it's, way it normally should basically we've made an interdimensional vehicle more or less <laughs> And this is the science-ish of how it works. There's there's one concerning one concerning sentence in the entire thing, and and that's here in in what is it the second paragraph at the bottom? Uh, a possible reason why some of the patents may have been taken on by the Navy is that the Chinese military may also be developing similar advanced gadgets. Now, hold up. <laughs> now, so it's the now, Chinese? No, no, it's not the Chinese. A minute. <laughs> Now, my theory on this, all these videos come out, the Navy and the Pentagon's like, I don't know exactly what these craft are. So they put these videos out. <clears throat> Nobody claims the videos. No one claims responsibility for making the craft. So it's aliens. R Russia doesn't. China doesn't. Oh, so it's aliens. Oh, no, it's not aliens. It's us. Oh, okay. It's you guys. So... The U.S. saying that's actually our technology is them basically, yeah, I got a full house. You got a full house? Maybe. <laughs> I raised you 500. Royal flush. <laughs> I don't know. Poker. I don't know they're what just, that is. They're just waiting. To two of a kind. <laughs> they're just waiting to see if uh, someone calls their bluff. Ace is high. I got a royal flush. Oh, you do? I got a. Got a, got a six high. Six, <laughs> six high? It's not. Oh, you don't even have a straight? Six. No. Nah. <laughs> not a, no pair? Nah. That's, uh, the, the, the good news is if the U.S. If the Navy says, yeah, that's us, and no other country says, no, actually, that's ours, that's good news even if the Navy actually doesn't have it. Because I'd much rather aliens have technology than anybody than else. another country <laughs> yeah there's that here's here's my thing though is if <clears throat> if other countries had this technology and it was viable if it wasn't a country that's already an ally with us i would assume they would have kept it hidden and kept it secret until they used it to attack us yeah because uh if you show the enemy that you've made a trebuchet that can shoot over their wall a few years before you actually arrive at the wall, they're going to build a higher wall. Yes. <laughs> and so it's... it, And, and the, the fact that we have these kinds of patents, it, it also gives credence to the, the line of thinking that we, at the very least, have theories on the technology, which in a couple of years if that isn't our technology would give us the means to develop a countermeasure to the technology yes which is comforting sure to an extent sure as long as they don't make the next iteration of dong fang i think yes. we'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> we it's we a make a bottle. we make a dong fang with an electromagnetic field it can travel underwater and to the air 
It disrupts the very fabric of reality. <laughs> it, it still just splits apricots. Son of a... <laughs> Son of a poo bear. <laughs> did you just make a... Uh, I did. A, a, a uh, An inappropriate reference to our high leader? I made an appropriate reference. An <laughs> appropriate reference. Winnie Jinping. Winnie Jinping. Chubby little cubby all stuffed, stuffed with, with dong feng. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, speaking of aliens. I got homosexual really quick. Speaking of aliens in the, <laughs> in the military. Got some whistleblowers. In the military, talking about uh, some not fun stuff going on in the military. Uh, Senator Cotton and... Uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 ah, so far it seems to be. I, I have been waiting so long. <laughs> uh, Senator Cotton with uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw have created a avenue for military personnel to become whistleblowers about stupid stuff going on in the military. Everything like such as, where's my favorite one? Down here. Ah, an airman told us that their unit was forced into a racist exercise called a privilege walk, where members of the wing were ordered to separate themselves by race and gender in order to stratify people based on their perceived privilege. Okay, there's huh. a lot of things wrong with this. Woodrow Wilson, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of things wrong with this. And, and the fact that, so this ties directly into critical race theory, which is something that they're pushing and pushing and pushing right now. Yeah. And this is nothing but cancer. And let me explain to you well, why. Don't insult cancer like that. Seriously, though. You can at least recover from cancer. There is a news story <laughs> from, was it yesterday, of a, a black man that went on a shooting spree. I saw that. Killing a bunch of white people because he hates white people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. He said that's why he did that's it. That's why he did it. Because he hates white people. It's literally what he told the police officers. Yeah. That yeah. is where this bullshit leads. Knock it off. Anyway. Yeah. The From, <clears throat> from what uh, you were talking about, basically he explained throughout his life, specifically white males, uh, uh, specifically white males had taken from him and also what he described as military-looking white males had taken from him. So he went across multiple states, Alabama and Georgia, and shot white people because they were white. Hasn't killed anyone. But Fortunately. Five people were shot because they were walking while white. That's racist to say that. Yeah, it's racist to shoot them because they're white. So can it? <sighs> And, and that's, that's where all of this is leading. Yeah. There will be more of that. Yep. Because that is the energy that our country is putting out to its citizens right now. 
for whatever godforsaken reason. And this is what it's leading to in the military. Soldiers have come forward to tell us they are being forced to watch videos about systemic racism and documentaries that rewrite American history as a fundamentally racist and evil nation. Congratulations for fighting for an evil nation. Oh, I don't want to fight for an evil nation. One Space Force officer told me that two guardians left his ranks in a short period of time. One was a young African-American who said that after the training that she would never have joined the military had she known that it was such a hotbed of racism. The other was a white airman who said he didn't sign up to be indoctrinated and filed a filed separation paperwork. Mr. Secretary, we're hearing reports of plummeting morale, growing mistrust between the races and sexes where none existed just six months ago. What happened six months ago? Something about Trump. And unexpected retirements and separations based on these trainings alone. And again, these are not my words. These are the words of your own troops. So I want to ask a few simple but vital questions. Mr. Secretary, do you believe that our military is a fundamentally racist organization? Yes or no, please. I won't give you a yes or no answer on that because it deserves more than a yes or no. The military, like any organization, will have its challenges, but I do not believe it's a fundamentally racist organization. Then say no! That's a freaking no, you jackass! When you fluff it, that gives room for fluff. And fluff destroys morale. In a military where you wear uniforms, not because you have to be a certain way, but because you need to be united as an armed force. That's why you wear uniforms, to unite together under the same flag, under the same battalion. You all have the same objectives. You have brothers and sisters next to you that you swear that you will fight to defend to your last bullet, your last breath. Uh, but no, you need to go on a you need to go on a privilege walk. Is that what it was called? Yes, you need to go on a privilege walk because you're white and you're male, so you need to go on this type of privilege walk. You're white female, you need to go on this type of privilege walk. You're a black male and or or a black female, you can stay here while everyone else goes on a privilege walk. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, let's see. Uh, thank you. Uh, Cotton continues on. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but our time is limited. I think it is a pretty simple question. I'm glad that you agree. It is not fundamentally racist. Do you believe that any member of the military should be treated differently based on their skin color and sex? Again, yes or no will do. Again, this question deserves more than a yes or no answer. No, it does not. Mr. Military, it is yes, sir, no, sir. If I remember correctly, that's how the military works. You were given an order, you were given a command, you yes, sir, no, sir, to that command. Jeez. Cotton, I'm sorry to cut you off. Our time <clears throat> is limited. It is a very simple question. Should a member of the organization you lead be treated differently in violation of the Constitution? I would add, based on their sex or the color of their skin. Austin, no, I do not believe that. And that is why we have diversity, equity, and inclusion focus in the military. No, no. See, you stop right here at no, I do not believe that. Or actually just stop it. No, just stop right there. No. Uh, yeah. Diversity, the military doesn't shouldn't care about diversity. It should care about having the best, whoever the best is. Equity is retarded at best. And inclusion focus... Again, doesn't matter if you can pick up a rifle 
and you can perform well with a rifle and not cower at the first sight of someone saying a microaggression against you, welcome aboard. <sighs> Cotton, it's in the military... It's in the military for decades, uh, has been one of the institutions in society where you are most likely to get ahead based on your own performance, on your own merit, in, irrespective of the color of your skin, where you come from, or who your par parents were. Sir, I have to agree with that, and I am a, an example of that to you. And I would also say, Mr. Secretary, your career is an excellent example of that, but I have more questions based on the reports we've seen. The military has included the works of critical race theories on its, readings, on its reading list by authors like Abram Henry Rogers... Uh, who now calls himself Ibram Kendi and Robin D'Angelo, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Kendi has written the quote: "The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination." Do you agree with that proposition, Austin? I've read that, and I don't. I've you, not read that. I've not read that, and I don't. You know, I certainly don't agree with what you just said. Then don't make the. Okay, but that's exactly what your trainings are doing. You're telling them to read a book you haven't read. And then you're told what's in the book and you don't agree with the book. Yeah. That's pretty much how this whole thing goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we need to read through the rest of it, but... <sighs> seriously. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So bad. It's it's get it's gotten so bad. Uh, let's see, we'll skip that one. Joy Reed, Joy, Joy Reed. So related to what we were just talking about, Joy Reed, the most <clears throat> improperly named woman in the world, <laughs> claims that students are being taught Confederate race theory. Huh? Huh? Um, because it's not critical enough? I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> so she says here in some tweets, uh, open question to those who are afraid of critical race theory, which isn't being taught in K-12 through schools. It's a course offering in law schools, but you clearly are conflating it with the 1619 Project. Uh, no, ma'am. See, the reason why laws are being passed to not teach that in schools is because it is being taught in schools. The reason why laws are being passed to remove it from schools is because it's being taught in school. You can't remove something that doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, doctor, I'd like to get this cyst removed. You don't have a cyst. Yeah, but I think it might happen. <laughs> and also, uh, what's the? I'm glad you brought up the law schools, Miss uh, Joy Reed, because uh, critical race theory was based off of critical theory, which is based off of Marxism, which came here because of the Nazis. The critical theory came here because of the Nazis, which I'm pretty sure you don't like Nazis. Anyway, currently most K-12 students already learn a kind of Confederate race theory, whereby the daughters... <clears throat> whereby the daughters of the Confederacy long ago imposed a version of history wherein slavery was not so bad and had nothing to do with the Civil War and lynchings and violence never happened. Okay, she's wrong on this first part, learning kind of Confederate race theory. I don't want to go to her Twitter. <clears throat> I still don't want to go to her Twitter. <laughs> well, this second part... 
The Daughters of the Confederacy, she is correct in that piece of history. Daughters of the Confederacy did go around and spread propaganda about the Confederacy to try to make it seem like they didn't, they weren't actually all that bad. Daughters of the Confederacy were, uh, if you, if she continued on with the story of the Daughters of Confederacy, she would have to talk about how the Daughters of Confederacy came from the KKK, which the KKK came from the Democrat Party. The KKK being the military arm of the De Democrat Party, and since the Daughters of Confederacy were spreading propaganda, the Daughters of Confederacy were the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. Hmm. Which I think, if I remember correctly, you love the Democrat Party. Anyway, CRT favor continuing to omit unsavory and tragic truths about America's past, such as the treatment of Native Americans or the fact that many America's founding fathers owned slaves. Uh, no, I learned about that. So anything that's happened <clears throat> since then has been from democratically controlled curriculum. Yeah. Because in order to control the curriculum in the elementary schools, and the middle schools and the high schools, <clears throat> it has to start at the top. So they went to oh. the colleges and they changed. I, I have one of the history books from our middle oh, school. Look, right there. <clears throat> um, they, it's bad, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Skimming through it, 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 it omits so many things. It omits a lot. Not about slavery and racism No, it covers, it covers It covers those things, that. but it, it, it does not cover... Nearly yeah. enough about the founding fathers or, you know, anything important. And, and one thing it doesn't, it talks about the Native Americans, but um, see, one thing conservatives want with history is they want history to be taught. Mm -hmm. Well, what about black history? Yes, they want that too. History, history to be taught. Oh, so you want to admit all the, uh, they want history, history to be taught. Because when you actually teach history about things like, Native Americans and slavery, you'll learn that Native Americans owned more slaves per capita than any other demographic. And then you'll learn second to them was black people owned more slaves per capita than any other demographic. The Trail of Tears with the Native Americans, they were on that trail with their slaves. I didn't learn about that in school. Yeah, it's because that's kind of dark. Yeah. But it's important to know. Why? Well, because it's all about slavery and how we eventually got around to, I don't know, getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. And context <laughs> matters. Context always context matters. Matters. And it never matters more than in the facts of history. And on the Founding Fathers Owning Slaves, we've talked about it multiple times, but George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, two of the most prevalent ones that they always reference, worked with the Virginia State Legislature to try to get rid of slavery in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson, in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, tried to get rid of slavery in the United States, pointing out that uh, the King of England would not let them get rid of slavery. George Washington freed his slaves upon his death because that's the only way he could legally do it in Virginia and gave them a hefty part of his inheritance. Thomas Jefferson was unable to do so because a dis uh, disgruntled employee lied about him having sex with slaves 
And so he lost all his money trying to fight all these legal battles. And so the state took his property. Which included Which included slaves. the slaves because he was in debt to the state. Mm-hmm. Context matters, Miss Reed. I hate that people like this are paid. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> seriously, though. <laughs> Freaking seriously. Are you insisting that those things continue to be omitted? No! Because when you learn about that stuff, you learn about how incredible it is that we overcame it. Mm-hmm. When you learn you... about how bad something is, it tells you that something good is that much better. Yes. You, you realize... must learn history. No matter how sullied, no matter how dirty, no matter how dark, you must learn history, else you are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Confederate race theory. Because you know, the, the daughters of the Confederacy told us that it was the war of northern aggression. It was the war on states' rights. The Confederacy just wanted states' rights. And here's the fun part. The Confederacy lost... So they're not the ones that get to write history. No. no Except they, for the handful that are still in the Democratic Party writing history, history books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about states' rights. Well, if you actually teach history and the history of the Civil War, you'll pull up the Constitution of the Confederacy where it says if you want to be a state in this Confederacy, you must a slave state yes sounds like that's not very states righty if uh you 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 can't choose to not do that right also you'll note that during that the union did not change the number of stars in its flag it still had all the stars in the flag for every state including the confederacy Mm -hmm. because the union still thought we are all one country The Confederacy only had the number of stars for the Confederate states. They didn't care about the objectives of the North. And they reached out to England to help have England fight against the North because, you know, (laughs) that's just just the way progressives are. (sighs) You mean regressives? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even back then? Even back then. Related, college students say the American flag symbolizes genocide, extremism, injustice, and sins we've committed against others. Now, is that conservative history teaching that? No, because conservative history would teach you that the flag is actually just an arbitrary symbol that uh, (laughs) doesn't actually mean nearly as much as everybody totes it as. Yeah. If they're being honest. Yeah. That or they also point out that it is a symbol of hope for the entire world. Yes. No, it's not. Then why are people trying to sneak in here illegally? Well, it's a terrible country. Terrible country. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's the worst country in the world, which is why all of South America is trying to get here. Because <laughs> they got plenty of countries in South America that do exactly what you wish the United States did. Yes. <laughs> and they bypass those quickly. Um, so it was Flag Day. Oh, the, was it Monday over the weekend? Something like that. 14th? Yes. 12th? I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, Campus Reform went out and about and talked to students, and students were all like, yeah, uh, wholeheartedly agreed that it's oppression, racism, genocide. We've done so much under that banner, and the whole patriotism thing just sweeps all that narrative of racism, oppression, and the like under the rug. Uh, A female student, I guess I don't look at the flag positively. I do look at it negatively. I don't agree with what this country was founded upon completely. A lot of injustice, a lot of genocide. I see a lot of a lot of American flags on church grounds, which I find very, like, not trustworthy because I don't like the idea of trying of tying in politics with religion, which is what this country does even still today. See, if you taught history, you'd learn that religion was actually very tied into the founding of the country. Not, not religion, religion, but principles of religion were tied in, there we go, with founding of the country. Uh, Correct. A different student, absolute love of the American flag is very obviously correlated to like extremism and nationalism. Uh, another female student, definitely seen the American flag used as a racist symbol. You see people show up to like uh, Trump's <coughs> rallies with their flags, waving it, screaming in people's faces. Well, then, yes, it makes it obvious what it means to them. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, They mistook Flag Day for Juneteenth. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's always fun. A female who disagreed with American flag on church grounds said that while people should celebrate Flag Day if they choose to, she personally wouldn't because I don't entirely love this place as much as some people do. Then get out! I like this country. You get out. Ah, because it's the same thing with the stupid celebrities like LeBron James and whoever else. Uh, This is systemic racism in this country. You are the highest paid black athlete in the world because of the United States. And you're using that platform to disparage the very country and people that put you in that position and gave you that money. Yeah. Why don't you just go ahead and take that to China and live your happy life there? And then you can take the Chinese money for all of your things on hating China or loving China, whichever you choose to do that gets you the most money. And you also have uh, representatives in Congress that do similar things. You took an oath to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States, and you turn around in the next breath and rip it to shreds because it's systemically racist, then why did you get into this position where you're supposed to defend it? Well, I'm going to fix it. You're going to use the systemically racist system to fix the system. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Got a nice history here on uh, the flag from uh, Wall Builders. <clears throat> My favorite one is a uh, little snippet from here. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
let's see. The journey of the flag and the black community during Civil War largely began once black units were formed after the military opened its ranks to all people. Huh. The Union opened its ranks to all people. Interesting. Following custom, the colored troops, like many white units, received both a regimental and national flag, often from their local town before going off to war. For example, when the 20th U.S. Colored Regiment was sent out of their native New York, Charles King, the son of founding father Rufus King, bestowed, quote, the flag of the Union and of Liberty to the 1st Regiment of Colored Troops that has marched from this city to defend both. One paper considered the scene so important that an engraving was made saying that, quote, no scene of the war has been more striking or significant as the flag of the country waved over them in benediction. In his speech, King, uh, Charles King imbued uh, the national flag with a special meaning before passing it into the protection of its freshly, quote, sworn defenders and guardians, end quote. King relates the flag's significance to that of their shared faith, explaining that the religion of the flag is second only to the religion of the altar. Hence, he who is false to his flag is false to his altar and his God. Huh. Uh, to imply spiritual significance to the defense of the flag most certainly would have affected the listeners. He went on to explain that by, that by joining the military and risking their lives for those still bound by slavery, they not only elevate the flag, but themselves, uh, but themselves also, declaring that when you put on the uniform and swear allegiance to the standard of the Union, you stand emancipated, regenerated, and disenthralled. Uh, the peer... Yeah, distant throughout the peer of the proudest soldier in the land. Uh, the speech received a warm reception by both citizens in attendance and the soldiers of the 20th Color Regiment. The officer in charge received the flag saying, this beautiful banner symbolizes our country. It is this that makes the death glorious beneath its starry folds. It is this that rouses the feelings of outraged, of outraged honor when we see it trailed in the dust. How base and how dead to all senses of honor must that, uh, must that wretch be whose brow burns not with the shame and rage at the dishonor of the flag of his country. Whoa. So when uh, people, it's... It, I want to point out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, nowhere in any of those quotes... Did they say that the flag represents the United States government? No. The flag does not represent our government. It has never been about our government. It has been about our people. It's our country, our way of life, our principles, our desire to be free, our principles, our morals, our calling. to defend freedom and defend life. That's what the American flag represents. It has nothing to do with our government. Well, the, the comment I made earlier uh, about it being an arbitrary symbol is something I've read quite a bit over the last little flag day because I follow a lot of the libertarian pages and right. whatever, and you know they're all about the... <laughs> Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, you, you don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance and, and, you know, who cares about the flag, whatever, because they, they view it as this, I guess, hat tip to the government. 
That's not what it's about. That's not what this is. The government's hijacked it. The government has, yes, the government has stolen it. Um, You know, the the Pledge of Allegiance was, wasn't that the one that was uh, instituted by... uh, A socialist? Yes, yes, that one. (laughs) Yeah. So they've begun to equate the American flag with the government and, and these things. And that's that from a lot of the things I've, I've seen, I think that's why a lot of the people tend to, to lean towards the Gadsden flag instead of the American flag. The and it die. should be the, the don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Yeah. The, the don't tread on me is the Gadsden flag. And, um, I think I've, I might be wrong on that one. I might have that, that flipped around, but the American <laughs> flag should be the rally of the free because that is what it was intended as when they originally created the Betsy Ross flag. It was meant as a symbol of unity among the people of America. And it was meant as a symbol of freedom to the rest of the world. That's, that's what it was intended to be, you know, and, and the Betsy Ross flag those stars are aligned in a circle, denoting that every member of the union is equal. Mm-hmm. No one is above the other. No one is above the other. No one is different. Now we have too many stars to put them in a circle on a flag. Yeah. But so we fit them in there as best we can. <laughs> we fit them in there as best we can. But the symbol, the symbology, the idea hasn't changed. It's still is about the people. It's still about the country, and it's still about freedom. And that symbol needs to be wrested back from our government. It, the idea behind it needs to be taken back before it becomes a swastika. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. It's... For those that, that don't know, the, the swastika was, before it was ever associated with Nazis, it was a symbol of peace. And look at how far it was perverted. And that's, that's what these people do. They take good things, they take good ideals, they took, take good symbols, they take good desires... And they make them evil. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Have I? Have I not talked long enough for your thing that you're looking for now? <laughs> you, you did. I did. So okay. the U.S. flag used to not be standardized mm-hmm. until. Can you guess? Uh, Wilson. Ah, yes, Woodrow Wilson. Ah, yes. <laughs> Of course it would be him. The U.S. flag, except the, the military had a standard flag because you have to have a standard. Mm-hmm. Fly. It's, it's a historical thing. This is our banner. This is our standard. If you're out in the field of battle, this is our side. <laughs> this is, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it became standardized around the time of a Wilson, uh, Woodrow Wilson. And then uh, from there on, it was always the same everywhere he went. But if you find a flag before <laughs> 1912, it most likely will not match up with another flag from 1912 unless it's a military flag. 
saw saw a meme the other day. It was the uh, the cover of Doom, just the the picture of the cover of Doom. Uh-huh. You know, the Doom Marine killing demons in hell, and it said uh, at the top. When I pass away, my family. Oh, he must be having such a good time in heaven. And then the caption on the Doom cover was, Me in hell. Where is Woodrow Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is... So this is... What Mike was just covering is exactly why people get pissed off when they see people like Kaepernick kneeling at the flag for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. It's why they get pissed off when they see people burning the flag just because they're upset at whatever fake injustice. It's why they get pissed off when they see people trampling on the flag. It's because people that have taken an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, mostly military members, um, like we read in this thing, each uh, regiment is given... A flag. This is your regimental flag, and then here's another flag, uh, just as standard colors. On uh, Iwo Jima, the flag, the famous uh, flag raising, that was the second time they raised the flag. Because the first time they raised the flag, it was the regimental colors. It was the flag given specifically to them as the regimental cover colors. It's a smaller flag, and then uh, the politician that was there said, "I want that flag." Because it was important. And so the soldiers had to take it down. And then the regular colors were raised up. And that's the famous photo. So that congressman has a flag that nobody knows about. While the actual flag remained with the regiment. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But he has the regimental colors. Anyways. So these, these men and women, they go overseas or even in some cases on our homeland, die uh, protecting their regimental colors, which stand for the principles of the Constitution. And in the military, like we read about in the uh, whistleblowers, they teach a lot of history in the military. And now that's getting twisted and corrupted. But they learn about the history. The Marines especially learn about their history from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. They learn about their origins as the Marines fighting Islamic terrorism overseas. And they learn about the sacrifices of all the men and women that came before them. And they learn about why it's important to protect everything they hold dear, especially within their unit, because that unit is what gets them home to their families. And they see these men and women sacrificing themselves to get their brothers and sisters home. And they see them get sent home underneath one of these flags that represent all these principles and standards we've been talking about, not necessarily the United States government. Represents standards. Whether or not the war is justified or not, they are there fighting to protect themselves and fighting to protect freedom at home. And then they come home... And they see people, I don't don't even really like this place. I think the flag's dumb because it's racist and stuff. And you wonder why they get pissed. So yeah, stand for principles. Because if you stand for anything else, you will fall. 
Uh, principles are the only thing that can be grounded and cannot change. Eternal principles cannot change. If you stand on anything else, you will fall. And not, you'll not your personal principles. No. Because we all know those are shaky. <laughs> Best. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, should we go to Mark Robinson? Sure. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. So if you don't know this guy, uh, you should. Because <laughs> yeah. he's going places. He is going places. He is the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. He started out... Was it four years ago, three years ago, five years ago, something like that? Something like that. In North Carolina. Uh, his, first, uh, his first public appearance was at a uh, town hall meeting where uh, he excoriated his, his uh, city hall for trying to enact uh, firearm laws. And uh, he called them fools for thinking an AR-15 will protect you in a war. <laughs> You'd be a fool to take an AR-15 to war. <laughs> no, you look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So this is him at the uh, uh, state convention in North Carolina just was it last week, I think. Yeah. Something, something and uh, it's three and a half minutes of gold. So I'll just uh, let that beautiful bean footage roll. The greatest example of that I saw and witnessed it firsthand on television during 9-11, people running away from those burning buildings, running away in horror. We saw policemen and firemen running to those buildings, basically running to their deaths to go help others. He's a preacher. Because they saw trouble He's and they knew be. that they were needed. That's got to be us in this day right here. We've got to run to the trouble, folks. And what is the trouble? The trouble is the Biden administration that is seeking to turn this country into Shots a socialist hellhole. The trouble is Antifa that wants to roam the streets and beat you into submission. The trouble is Black Lives Matter that claims to care about the lives of black people but has turned a blind eye while violence in black communities are taking lives at a genocidal rate. They've turned a blind eye. That's where the trouble is, and that's what we've got to run to. And we've got all the right in the world on our side. Man, and there ain't no reason to be pan, afraid. Like... And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. <laughs> that's not who we come from. We're not None a bunch of soy boys. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, there was Americans. At Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. Yes. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. Preach. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. 
It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are, that we are Christians, that we are Americans, that we are Republicans, and that we are conservatives. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive here. And not only survive, it will thrive. So guys, it's time to put on our packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready, because we got a fight on our hand. And our fight is not for us. It's for all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks, because if there's to be freedom in this nation in the future, it is only going to become at the behest of the Republican Party, the grand old party, the party of freedom and equality, the one that always has been and the one that always will be. God bless you all. Thank you very much. God bless the great state of North Carolina, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ha. I mean, I was with him right up till he said the Republican Party was going to save America. <laughs> I mean, it's our best shot. They tried the Tea Party and, thing. And not, not any of the ones that are... Uh, I mean, there's a handful of them. It's... But I, the majority of them, I'm going to put the positive twist on this. When he says the Republican Party, he's speaking the people of the Republican Party, not the leadership of the Republican Party. That's that's buyable. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. Hesitant buy. Hesitant <laughs> buy. Soft yes. <laughs> ah, but he is absolutely right. Um, in every disaster, we talked about this last week, kind of. In every disaster in the United States... You see people putting all of their ideologies aside to help people in need. When the power is out in whatever place because of a disaster, you see electricians and utility workers from all across the country flood that area. When food is gone because of a natural disaster, you see all kinds of organizations rally together to bring food, and then FEMA shows up. <laughs> we do it because we are Americans. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. I kind of care if you're Socialist. <laughs> but in the end, if you are in disaster, that doesn't matter. What matters is being human, showing compassion, helping people get to a position where they don't need to worry about basic needs. That being said, when you're in a constant state of not having to worry about basic needs, you start thinking about how terrible life is because you don't know what terrible is. So you make up things to be upset about. <laughs> um... Yeah. 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 I think that's uh I think that's all I have to say about that. Cuz I feel I feel like we talked about that pretty well last week actually. <laughs> uh yeah. Got to 
plant your shield, plant your feet, and uh, stand at the standard of truth, if you will. The standard of wholesome, good, righteous, whatever the word is, principles. And do not yield, because you give an inch, they'll take the military. You give an inch, they'll take the education system. You give an inch, they'll take your libraries from you. You give an inch, and they'll ban you from the internet. Because you're too dangerous. Because if one ant stands up to us, then they all might stand up to us. All of them. And we just can't have that. Oh, we didn't do that. We didn't do that story. <laughs> oh, well. Which one? Uh, the uh, Clinton one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to report on too many of those because we might be next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, oh, 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 oh. We'll, we'll, end, we'll, end with, uh, we'll end with this one, the hockey crowd. Oh, the hockey crowd. Okay. This is, uh, we don't cover sports that often because we don't care. At all. No. Is it because they're woke? Uh, it was before they got woke. I just, just kind of stopped just don't caring. Don't care about sports. <laughs> just it's, why would I yeah. ever want to watch somebody else play a game? Yeah, it's the same reason I don't watch video game streamers, unless I need a walkthrough for a video game I'm playing. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, this that's is where how I, you okay. do it. Okay, and then <laughs> okay, that's where I need to go and stop the video and go. I'll only watch the stream if uh, it's people that are doing something funny or saying funny things. Even Basically that. a comedy show while streaming a video game. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about my only exception. I anyway, can't even do those. This was uh this was game 6 at uh a hockey game, NHL game. I don't know. Islanders playing the Bruins. Okay. So this is New York. If I remember correctly, it's uh, Boston or New York. One, one of those two. This is uh, the national anthem was being played. It's being sung. And then I don't know if her mic cuts out or if she intentionally cut her mic. or I don't know. But this, this, is, this is what happened. Uh, bring that up here. Creative video. Play the movie. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting tonight's colors is the New York State University Police. And now, please join Nicole Revere as we sing together our national anthem. Oh, sir, can you see by the dawn's early light what's so proud? whole stadium singing hockey's a sport I could watch (laughs) 
We're gonna get hit with copyright infringement. Okay. <laughs> YouTube's not paying us anyway. That's valid. Oh, that feels good. That is wonderful. And then the fight breaks out. Um, <laughs> That's fun to watch. That's, I will give it that. I do like blood sports. Hockey. MMA. Hockey can be good for that. Hockey times. can be good for that at times. Uh, but yeah, that's... I can't stand soccer. If I wanted to watch a bunch of guys running around trying to score and failing miserably, I would take my friends to a bar. I think I've said that before. (laughs) 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 Again, if history was taught, people would learn the history of the National Anthem. Yeah. I mean, when I was in school, I remember learning about the National Anthem is... National Anthem was made during War of 1812 by Francis Scott Key. A. I passed the test. Oh, okay. Well, what, what, what about, what's the story? What's the story behind the song? The story behind the song is Francis Scott Key was appointed to go and negotiate uh, prisoner exchange, mainly for one of his friends. And so he went out onto the British ships. The British were wiping the floor with the U.S. at the time. They've already burned the White House, and they've scorched earth everything else on their way to uh, Fort McHenry in Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. And uh, so he rows this little boat out there to talk to the admiral of the fleet, the British fleet that's there. And he says, hey, we want to negotiate an exchange. We'll give you this guy if you give us that guy. Okay, that sounds like a deal. Cool. We'll go back and... No, 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 you got to wait here. We're about to bombard the snot out of that fort. Oh, that, that's, that's my fort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to have to stay here and watch. And then afterwards, we can complete the exchange. Oh, oh Okay. I, I guess, uh, can we wait in our boat? Yeah, yeah, we're tying you up to our ship, though. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so they, they sit there, and they watch with critical information that might be good for the U.S. forces to know. Oh, but they can't share it. And so they have to watch in horror as the might of the British Navy goes sailing towards this fort and bombards the snot out of it. The reason why they're doing this is because the dragoons that were laying waste to everything else on land could not get past this fort. Mm. They tried sneaking past it at night. The fort saw them and blew the snot out of them. And so they sent message to the fleet. Hey, this thing's in our way. The fleet's like, done. They go over there and they start blasting it with cannons and mortars and artillery and whatever else they can find. So anyway, I start blasting. So anyway, I started blasting. (laughs) (laughs) And they shot and they shot and they 
blasted and they blasted all through the night. It was... Uh, and no matter how much they huffed and they puffed, they could, they could not, not blow, blow the, the house down. down. <laughs> he hoofed and he poofed and he signed an eviction notice. <laughs> he signed an eviction notice. Um, yeah, the, the bombardment lasted, I think it was over 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Just constant barrage on the fort. The fort couldn't fight back because they were out of range. So these ships <laughs> just free fire target practice on this fort. They obviously suck at shooting. Well, they were firing at probably beyond their range, actual yeah. range. And they aren't Americans, so of course they didn't sink half of their boat <laughs> to give themselves they a were better British. angle. Their, their aim was as crooked <laughs> as their teeth. <laughs> There's your uh, there's your demographic insult for the episode. <laughs> True story, by the way. There was actually an American vessel that sank half of their ship so that they could get a proper angle for cannon fire. Yeah, yeah. The USS Texas, World War II. Uh, seeing that all the other ships were missing their target on D Day, the captain of the ship said, uh, "Why don't you go ahead and flood half the ship?" All right, yeah, flood. The- Wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, flood flood the uh, back half of the ship there so we can get a better angle on the... Oh, okay. Oh, o- okay. Only ship to hit its targets on D-Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> America saw that and said, screw you, we're hitting you anyway. And, and how fitting. <laughs> the, the USS which, Texas which of all ship ships. It was. <laughs> God bless Texas God in bless all her forms. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the War of 1812. Francis yeah. Scott Key is sitting there, not able to do a thing. He's a lawyer, not a soldier. He's a poet, too. And so he decides to jot down some stuff that he's witnessing. National Anthem is what it ends up being. Huh. Yeah. He, uh... Let me make sure I get this. Get some words right. I can sing it. I can't. Just say it. Um, so it, it was him and another guy, a, a officer escort, basically, an official military escort. So it was an official prisoner swap. <clears throat> but uh, basically what he's, through the Star Spangled Banner, they keep looking to see if they can see the fort's colors. The forts have, just like uh, regiment, what we were talking about, they have two flags. They have the uh, a small flag that flies, and then they have a really big flag that they'll fly. And the small flag is basically supposed to always be up, and unless they put the large flag up, which is not very often. So they're looking for this small flag over the fort. And he's watching, and he's... he's can you see by the dawn's early light? Okay, they're looking for the flag. Can you see it? The dawn light is breaking. And they, uh, and they see it. They see uh, at the end of night, they see the flag just fluttering in the wind there. Um, Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming? That's a question. Or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Um, 
It's that during all the bombs bursting, the rockets, all this stuff, they knew that the British were not going to be firing on a fort that had surrendered. So if they're still firing on this fort when they can't see a thing, uh, they must still be there. The flag must still be there. Because that's how the British know they've surrendered is by the flag. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the basis of the first verse. And they finally stop firing because they're running out of ammo. <laughs> if you're, you're on a constant barrage for 12 hours, you're going to run out of ammo pretty quick. And they decide to retreat. Right. Well, we can't bring it down. Too bad. And the Dragoons retreat too. And after that, the U.S. starts beating the snot out of them. And uh, when he says, when he says, uh, oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave? He's asking, does that banner still wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave? The brave being not just military. The brave being people like Thomas Jefferson, who if he was caught, would have been hung as quickly as they could get a gallows erected or a tree to hold him up. The brave being people like Martin Luther King, knowing full well he was a target of execution by people who opposed him, but still went to Lincoln Memorial and gave his speech. The brave being people uh, like that, uh, uh, that lady from China that we covered, and recently a lady from North, uh, North Korea that's le- uh, fled lo- North Korea, telling their stories of the atrocities that they escaped after they've made it to the United States, where they are free to talk about things like that because they were brave enough to escape so that their story could be heard to save others. Those are the brave he's talking. He's not talking about the brave politicians. He's not talking about the brave president, especially now. He's talking about the people who are willing to give everything to allow others to be free. Because the sacrifice of this generation is not felt by this generation. It's felt by the generations to come. The freedom and blessings that we enjoy now is because of the sacrifice of brave men and women before us. But yeah, go ahead and trample that flag and disparage the country that allows you to disparage it. Because you go to Iran and talk smack about Iran or the leadership of Iran, congratulations on your last tweet. (laughs) Dude, do you know how big that flag is? Oh, the, yeah. The actual, it's the actual, huge. It's huge. 30 feet by 34. Yeah. Frickin' massive. And it's still alive. Yes, it's currently at the American History Museum. Uh, let's see, where was it? I just had it a second ago. Um, flag conservation...
It was at the Smithsonian for a while. Yeah, they made a special thing And then for they it. moved it to the National Museum of American History. Yeah. Here's, That's the one. Here's what it looks like. It's a little tattered. And the story behind this is cool. So the family that had it was the... Uh, the Armistead. Yeah. Yep. The fort commander uh, mm-hmm. took it, and it became a family heirloom, and they cut off little pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to they're the to ones be. they are believed to be the ones that began that tradition of cutting off pieces of the flag to give to uh, uh, family members and fallen garrison members. Yep. But yeah, this this flag you see right here. This is the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. There was actually two of them. Yeah. So there's this one, which was the main garrison flag, right. which has 15 stars. And then they had a smaller version that was 17 by 25 instead of the 30 by 34. Yes. Or uh, 30 by 42. It was originally 30 by 42. It's currently 30 by 34. Right. Um, so, and then the the uh, other one was 17 by 25, which was the storm flag, which was the flag they would fly during storms, during the night and during attacks. Yes. And so that was actually the flag that was flying during the bombardment. This one was the flag that they raised the next morning. Yep. This is the flag that Francis Scott Key mm-hmm. saw. And so through the night, they were looking for that little one. And then at uh, Dawn's first light. At Dawn's or, first light, they, raised, they took that one down and raised this flag. And yep. this is the one that he saw. And the British said, all right, we're done. <laughs> They yep. got the big one up. We're oh, done. They put the big one up. And <laughs> and it's really interesting because the, the story of how this flag came to be was uh, George Armistead, uh, Major George Armistead, the commander of uh, Fort McHenry. Maryland. Baltimore, uh, Maryland. Yeah, Baltimore, Maryland. That's where it was. This is the Battle of Baltimore. Um, he he uh, sent a, a message saying, we, sir, are ready at Fort McHenry to defend Baltimore against invade, invading by the enemy, except that we have no suitable ensign to display over the star fort, and it is my desire to have a flag so large that the British will have no difficulty in seeing it from a distance. <laughs> In other words, I'm looking for a giant middle finger to fly up above this fort. This is literally what he did. He gave a middle finger to the British every single time Come. he raised this flag. He was come and take it before that was cool. <laughs> and, and yeah, so so yeah, he uh, he threw this up over his fort and basically challenged everyone and their dog to a duel at dawn, uh-huh. like. He just just did not oh, give a flip. I, I was a little off. Twenty five <laughs> hours. hours. That's how much the British hated this place. Which he, is even better. Than he <laughs> just okay. It's been it's been twenty four hours. Let's just, uh, sir. It's still flying. Like hell, it is. Like hell, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, our flag is missing. It's been blown in pieces. Well, raise the other one. Raise the other one? Yes, raise the other one. <laughs> okay. Up it goes. Yeah. And then you hear from across the water. <laughs> the curse heard around the world. <laughs> you done missed the fort, A.A. Ron. Missed the fort, A.A. Ron. <laughs> So yes, fantastic, yeah. fantastic history. It's with this 
It's a fun freaking story. Oh, yeah. But we don't learn it in school because it's more important to talk about how bad it was that we owned slaves. Mm-hmm. And that is important. <laughs> but is it more important than learning the culture behind the history? Right. Because Francis Scott Key, after he wrote this poem, he took it into town there when they finally let him off the ship. He's go get out of here with your prisoner. We're And they printed it. <laughs> everywhere. They printed it everywhere and it was instantly a hit and it replaced the ridiculous anthem that we had. <laughs> actually fun note. Unofficially replaced uh, on a fun note. Actually, it, it didn't. That was uh, it was eighteen eighty six that the Navy adopted it as their anthem. Right. I, so it unofficially. Was, it was several years later and it wasn't until Take a wild guess who was president at the time. Joe Wilson. Yes. He was the first president to actually acknowledge it as the country's anthem, but it wasn't until 1931 that Congress officially made it the national anthem. Basically, the way it was is um, everybody knows God bless the USA. Yes. It is, for all intents and purposes, our secondary national anthem. Mm -hmm. It is... Popular among the public. People know this one. Back in the day, everyone knew whatever our stupid national anthem was before. It's dumb and it sounds very communistic because it's full of trumpets and drums and stuff like communist theme music is. Um, but everyone knew that. But then Francis Scott Key did this and it's it went viral, so to speak. <laughs> it went viral in the 1776 type of viral. In the 1812 1812, type of viral. 1812. 1812. Well, it's the same. <laughs> it was it was letters. <laughs> it was they, they didn't letters. have tweets. They had newspapers. <laughs> and you clipped it. <laughs> and you, 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 you didn't won. tweet it. You, you clipped it. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, but yeah. You had a little a little uh, one of those montage books with things yes. that were glued in with horseshoe glue. <laughs> Here's something you may have missed from 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, thanks, newspaper book. Um, but yeah, it, it, after that, it became a secondary uh, national anthem. It was, pop, it was a popular song that everyone th thought was a very patriotic thing because of the history and story behind it. And in true American fashion... When it got to a tavern, the tavern instantly put it to drinking music, <laughs> and it became a hit even more so. <laughs> because nothing says America like a national anthem whose music is set to a drinking song. <laughs> yes. So the original national anthem was a song by the name of Chester, I believe. Is that the right one? Sure. By William Billings. The words are not nearly as as along the lines of the uh, "God Save the Queen," blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know the tune, but the lyrics are: "Let tyrants shake their iron rods, and slavery clank her galling galling chains. We fear them not; we trust in God. New England's God forever reigns." Yeah. How and Burgoyne and Clinton too. What we can't escape the freaking Clintons even back then. Ha! It's a conspiracy, man. Did they did they burn a mailroom? <laughs> they had to have burned a mailroom at some point. What with a rag or what? Oh, this is. 
Yeah. So, so our, uh, <laughs> uh, an, an Armstrong cocktail. Yeah. So, uh, people like uh, Joy Reed and those college kids and others would do well to actually learn the actual stories that is in history, because then you learn the context behind the story and you learn why it's absolutely ridiculous to think the 1612 project is fact when you can disprove it or the 1619 project. Um, when you can disprove it in the year 1619 with the very thing that it says it originates from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Clinton was one of the ones that was trying to overthrow the uh, new government. That makes sense. Now, hold up. <laughs> so, verse 2 of Chester. How and Burgoyne and Clinton too, with Prescott and Cornwallis joined, together plot our overthrow in one infernal league combined. Well then, that's it. They're still at it. That's it. They're still at it. Well, I mean, yeah, the Clintons are still at it. They've did a plus one on their list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you missed it a while ago, there's a reporter that uh, broke the news that Bill Clinton met with uh, then chief justice uh attorney general loretta lynch on a tarmac while hillary clinton was under investigation for the email stuff and then hillary was no longer in trouble for email stuff yeah the completely unrelated the guy that broke that committed suicide completely yeah unrelated shortly after publishing a book well actually i don't know if he published it it says authored, authored a book titled Secret on the Tarmac. Yeah, and there's only video of him talking to news affiliates about the book and how he's received death threats and all that stuff. Completely unrelated to him commit, committing suicide, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely unrelated. Yep. He wasn't shot in the back of the head three times, dragged out from the park into his bedroom and hung in the closet. <laughs> no. Shot himself in the back of the head three times, dragged himself to the apartment and hung himself with a rifle with a rifle (laughs) i don't know how you hang yourself with a rifle but or shoot yourself in the back of the head with a rifle oh well that you just tie a string to your toe and why not just hang yourself at that point if you're working with string and i said back of the head so some kind of contortionist something or other that's that's why you tie it to your toe so that you can walk away and three times yes (laughs) It's that that oh, uh, the that jerk death, the, I the death you. twitch. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the the death twitch with the foot still in the air as <laughs> the to, bullet goes, and to hit it on target each time. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. There's we got more stuff in our things that are interesting to look at. Have a look, ski. Yeah. Um, other news. Um, if you're still hanging around at the end of this, we have a little submission at. Uh, Road. Road. Caster. Road. Company. Uh, they did a podcast thing where you submit a little clip of what your podcast is about and people vote on it and the winner gets stuff. We're pretty sure we're not going to win. But if you can go there and give us some votes and stuff and hopefully it'll help make us more popular. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we're after really is to become more popular. 
But yeah, we'll uh, put a link to that so you can vote and share it. And we tried to make it funny because we know people that like us like what we say. Or they hate what we say and they continue to listen to continue to hate what we say. Either way, check it out. And check out all our other stuff as usual. Locals and Rumble and the socials and all that stuff. Yep. Do and all that. And, uh, you know, leave comments, um, reviews, stars. Five stars is good. It's a good yeah, number of stars to leave. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Yep. You can bring it down after a while, but start with five. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> the only place we have to go is down. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all we got. Bye. Bye. I use it every time. Uh, that was a wonderful welcome. Oh. <laughs> I hit the record button. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Used up all of our jokes and deleted the evidence that I screwed up. It's a good day. <laughs> that lab. Clintons aren't the only ones that can delete evidence. No. No, they are not. Nice thing is I don't have to use a hammer on cell phones to do it. <laughs> all I do is push a button. It's all gone. I gone forever. Push buttons and it's gone. Run the back of my phone over things. Because the back of my phone has a magnet on it. Pretty powerful one, too, actually. Uh-huh. It's rather interesting. Oh, it was working earlier. It doesn't work when it's, like, sideways. Fascinating. Yep. And the new phone is no more. Are we ready yet? Yes. Okay. I realized I was recording to the wrong file, so I had to change it. Well, at least I'm not the only one that screwed up. Yep. 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 Tis true. Good. Good to go. I'm good to go. Uh, good. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs>